Section 25 of The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 4, by Anonymous. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Robin. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 4, translated by Richard Burton. Section 25. Three hundred and fourteenth night to three hundred and sixteenth night. When it was the three hundred and fourteenth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Ali Shar sat down and ate a little with him, after which he would have held his hand, but the Nazarene privily took a banana and peeled it, then, splitting it in twain, put into one half concentrated bang mixed with opium, a drachm whereof would overthrow an elephant and he dipped it in the honey and gave it to Ali Shar, saying, O oh my lord, by the truth of thy religion, I adjure thee to take this. So Ali Shar, being ashamed to make him forsworn, took it and swallowed it, but hardly had it settled well in his stomach, when his head forwent both his feet, and he was as though he had been a year asleep. As soon as the Nazarene saw this, rose to his feet as he had been a scald wolf or a catamount at bay, taking the saloon key, left Alishar prostrate, and ran off to rejoin his brother. And the cause of his so doing was that the Nazarene's brother was the same decrepit old man who had purposed to buy Zermurid for a thousand dinars. But she would have none of him, and jeered him in verse. He was an unbeliever inwardly, though a Muslim outwardly, and he called himself Rashid al-Din, and when Zermurid mocked him, and would not accept of him, he complained to his brother the aforesaid Christian, who played this slight to take her from her master, Ali Shar, whereupon his brother, Barsum, by name, said to him, Fret not thyself about the business, for I will make shift to seize her for thee, without expending either dinar nor dirham. Now he was a skilful wizard, crafty and wicked, so he watched his time, and ceased not his practices till he played Ali Shar the trick before related. Then, taking the key, he went to his brother and acquainted him with what had passed, Thereupon Rashid al-Din mounted his she-mule, and repaired with his brother and his servants to the house of Ali Shar, taking with him a purse of a thousand dinars, wherewith to bribe the chief of police should he meet him. He opened the saloon door, and the men who were with him rushed in upon Zamurid and forcibly seized her, threatening her with death if she spoke. But they left the place as it was, and took nothing therefrom. Lastly they left Ali Shar lying in the vestibule, after they had shut the door on him and laid the saloon-key by his side. Then the Christian carried the girl to his own house, and, setting her amongst his handmaids and concubines, said to her, O strumpet, I am the old man whom thou didst reject and lampoon, but now I have thee, without paying dinar or dirham. Replied she, and her eyes streamed with tears, Allah requite thee, O wicked old man, for sundering me and my lord. He rejoined, Wanton minx and whore that thou art, thou shalt see how I will punish thee, by the truth of the Messiah and the Virgin, except thou obey me, and embrace my faith, I will torture thee with all manner of torture. She replied, By Allah, though thou cut my flesh to bits, I will not forswear the faith of Al-Islam. It may be Almighty Allah will bring me speedy relief, for he clothe even as he is fief, and the wise say, Better body to scathe than a flaw in faith. Thereupon the old man called his eunuchs and women, saying, Throw her down! So they threw her down, and he ceased not to beat her with grievous beating, while she cried for help, and no help came. 
Then she no longer implored aid, but fell to saying, Allah is my sufficiency, and he is indeed all-sufficient, till her groans ceased, and her breath failed her, and she fell into a fainting fit. Now when his heart was soothed by bashing her, he said to the eunuchs, Drag her forth by the feet, and cast her down in the kitchen, and give her nothing to eat. And after quietly sleeping that night, on the morrow the accursed old man sent for her, and beat her again, after which he bade the castrato return her to her place. When the burning of the blows had cooled, she said, There is no God but the God, and Mohammed is the apostle of God. Allah is my sufficiency, and excellent is my guardian. And she called for succor upon our Lord Mohammed, whom Allah may bless and keep. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. When it was the three hundred and fifteenth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Zumurud called for succor upon our Lord Mohammed, whom Allah bless and keep. Such was her case, but as regards Ali Shar, he ceased not sleeping till next day, when the bang quitted his brain, and he opened his eyes and cried out, O oh, Zumurud! But no one answered him. So he entered the saloon and found the empty air and the fane afar, whereby he knew that it was the Nazarene who had played him this trick. And he groaned and wept and lamented and again shed tears, repeating these couplets. O oh, love! Thou'rt instant in thy cruelest guise, here is my heart twixt fears and miseries. Pity, O lords, a thrall who, felled on way of love erst wealthy, now a beggar lies. What prophet's archer's art if, when the foe draws near, his bowstring snap ere arrow lies? And when griefs multiply on generous man, and urge what fort can defend him from destinies? How much and much I warded parting, but— when destiny descends, she blinds our eyes. And when he had ended his verse, he sobbed with loud sobs, and repeated also these couplets. In robes with honor, sands of camp, her foot step wandering lone, pines the poor mourner as she wins the stead where want to wane. She turns to resting place of tribe, and yearns thereon to view the spring camp lying desolate with ruins overstrown. She stands, and questions of the sight, but with the tongue of case the mount replies, There is no path that leads to union, none. Tis as the lightning flash, erewhile bright, glittered over the camp, and died in darkling air no more to be forever shown. And he repented when repentance availed him not, and wept and rent his raiment. Then he hent in hand two stones, and went round about the city, beating his breast with the stones, and crying, Hosea Murad, whilst the small boys flocked round him, calling out, A madman, a madman! And all who knew him wept for him, saying, This is such a one, what evil hath befallen him? Thus he continued doing that all day, and, when night darkened on him, he lay down in one of the city lanes, and slept till morning. On the morrow he went round about the town with the stones, till eventide, when he returned to his saloon to pass there in the night. Presently one of his neighbors saw him, and this worthy old woman said to him, O oh, my son, heaven give thee healing! How long hast thou been mad? And he answered her with these two couplets. They said, Thou revest upon the person thou lovest. And I replied, The sweets of life are only for the mad. Drop the subject of my madness, and bring her upon whom I rave. If she cure my madness, do not blame me. So his old neighbor knew him for a lover who had lost his beloved, and said, There is no majesty, and there is no might save Allah the glorious, the great. O oh, my son, I wish thou wouldst acquaint me with the tale of thine affection, 
Peradventure Allah may enable me to help thee against it, if it so please him. So he told her all that had befallen him with Barsum the Nazarene, and his brother the wizard, who had named himself Rashid al-Din. And when she understood the whole case, she said, O oh my son, indeed thou hast excuse. And her eyes railed tears, and she repeated these two couplets. Enough for lovers in this world their ban and bane, by Allah, lover ne'er in fire of sakar fries, for sure they died of love-desire they never told, chastely, and to this truth tradition testifies. And after she had finished her verse she said, O oh my son, rise at once, and buy me a crate, such as the jewel peddlers carry, and buy also bangles and seal-rings and bracelets and earrings and other jujahs wherein women delight, and grudge not the cash, put all the stock into the crate, and bring it to me, and I will set it on my head, and go round about in the guise of a huckstress, and make search for her in all the houses, till I happen on news of her. Inshallah! So Ali Shah rejoiced in her words, and kissed her hands. Then, going out, speedily brought her all she required, whereupon she rose and donned a patched gown, and threw over her head a honey-yellow veil, and took staff in hand, and, with the basket on her head, began wandering about the passages and the houses. She ceased not to go from house to house, and street to street, and quarter to quarter, till Allah Almighty led her to the house of the accursed Rashid al-Din the Nazarene, where, hearing groans within, she knocked at the door. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. When it was the three hundred and sixteenth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when the old woman heard groans within the house, she knocked at the door whereupon a slave-girl came down, and, opening to her, saluted her. Quoth the old woman, I have these trifles for sale. Is there any one with you who will buy aught of them? Yes, answered the damsel, and, carrying her indoors, made her sit down, whereupon all the slave-girls came round her, and each bought something of her. And as the old woman spoke them fair, and was easy with them as to price, all rejoiced in her, because of her kind ways and pleasant speech. Meanwhile she looked narrowly at the ins and outs of the place to see who it was she had heard groaning, till her glance fell on Zamurid, when she knew her, and she began to show her customers yet more kindness. At last she made sure that Zamurid was laid prostrate. So she wept, and said to the girls, O oh, my children, how cometh yonder young lady in this plight? Then the slave-girls told her all what had passed, adding, Indeed this matter is not of our choice, but our master commanded us to do thus and he is now on a journey. She said, O oh, my children, I have a favor to ask of you, and it is that you loose this unhappy damsel of her bonds, till you know of your lord's return, and when do ye bind her again as she was, and you shall earn a reward from the lord of all creatures. We hear and obey, answered they, and, at once loosing Zamurid, gave her to eat and drink. Thereupon quoth the old woman, Would my leg had been broken ere I entered your house? And she went up to Zamurid and said to her, O oh, my daughter, heaven keep thee safe! Soon shall Allah bring thee relief. Then she privily told her that she had come from her lord Ali Shar, and agreed with her to be on the watch for sounds that night, saying, Thy lord will come and stand by the pavilion bench and whistle to thee, and when thou hearest him, do thou whistle back to him, and let thyself down by a rope from the window, and he will take thee, and go away with thee. So Zamurad thanked the old woman, who went forth and returned to Ali Shar, and told him what she had done, saying, Go this night at midnight to such a quarter, for the accursed Carl's house is there, and its fashion is thus and thus. 
stand under the window of the upper chamber and whistle, whereupon she will let herself down to thee. Then do thou take her and carry her whither thou wilt. He thanked her for her good offices, and with flowing tears repeated these couplets. Now with their says and saids, no more vex me the chiding race. My heart is weary, and I am worn to bone by their disgrace. And tears a truthful legend with a long ascription chain of my desertion and distress the lineage can trace. O oh, thou heart whole and free from dole and dolors I endure. Cut short thy long persistency, nor question of my case. A sweet-lipped one, and soft of sides, and cast in shapeless mould, hath stormed my heart with honeyed lure, and honeyed words of grace. No rest my heart hath known since thou art gone, nor ever close these eyes, nor patience aloe scrape the hopes I dare to trace. Ye have abandoned me to be the pawn of vain desire, in squalid state twixt enviers and they who blame to face. As for forgetting you or love, tis a thing I never knew nor in my thought shall ever pass a living thing but you. And when he ended his verses, he sighed, and shed tears, and repeated also these couplets. Divinely were inspired his words, who brought me news of you. For brought he unto me a gift, was music in mine ear. Take he for gift, if him content this worn-out threadbare robe, my heart which was in pieces torn when parting from my fate. He waited till night darkened, and, when came the appointed time, he went to the quarter she had described to him, and saw unrecognized the Christian's house. So he sat down on the bench under the gallery. Presently drowsiness overcame him, and he slept. Glory be to him who sleepeth not! For it was long since he had tasted sleep, by the reason of the violence of his passion, and he became as one drunken with slumber. And while he was on this wise, and Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. End of section twenty five. Recording by Robin in Norman, Oklahoma.